Um, I was just thinking about that, and I have been trying to pray about what the next extraordinary zone is. I feel like, or I'm um, sorry, the extraordinary path, like your extraordinary path, walking your extraordinary path. So I believe this is going to be part three, and it seems that the direction is, I mean, I'm trying to think of like, like when we were talking, like what is keeping many people from really walking out their purpose? You know, the first one we, we talked about even just looking for it, you know, seeing it, knowing that it's there, whether you're ready to walk it or not, but knowing that you have a, a very specific design purpose. That was the first one. Um, and just looking at that and seeing what are ways that you can, you can get on it. The second one um, spoke about kind of a mindset, you know, understanding um, you know, how to, like how to get on there and, and looking at possible pitfalls, things that might try to keep you off of there. And, and I think this one comes to, you know, why is it that the people struggle with, with getting on their path? And, you know, we call it, um, everybody getting on their own extraordinary path, but what that also really boils down to is purpose. Um, I have been blessed to be able to um, volunteer and work within the veteran and active duty community and um, some of the things I've, I've heard there struggles and um, there's actually some uh, and a couple of extraordinary zones with a couple of amazing veterans with amazing stories um, if anyone you know wants to go back and listen to that but um, but just hearing their struggles and a lot of the same things that you hear is that once they've uh, retired or once they are um, kind of more into civilian life, that there is a struggle, a transitional struggle that they have. And uh, one of our amazing veteran um, Extraordinary Zone guests mentioned that it was purpose, that he needed to have purpose. And when he realized how important that was for him, he created a nonprofit uh, to essentially encourage others uh, to come and find their purpose. Um, and he's doing his part to um, to impact people in action, by action. And so uh, that kind of leads me into is that it's not just for um, this group, this community, is we're all people. It's, it's just a, you know, a, a, a certain community of people, but as a whole, we all need purpose. We all need to, to feel like that we are doing what we are designed to do. Like many of us have our jobs, many of us have our um, families and Many of us have many, many things that we are doing on a day-to-day -day basis, but a lot of us um, can sometimes feel um, unfulfilled in what we are doing. And some of us tend to really search and try to find something that feels fulfilling. Others of us just endure and say, you know, eventually things will get better, um, and so on and so forth. And, and we're finding that ultimately people are... Um, struggling and, and it doesn't even include some of the other things that you're hearing so many people now as well struggle with many uh, inner and outer um, health issues that they're feeling tired or they're struggling under some sort of their body is is just not up to up to where it could be or even their hearts are, are broken because of things that they've experienced in their lives and I mean, human beings are such resilient, resilient, we're such a resilient creation that um, even if you look at children, you know, when, when you go through a trauma, you can see how they just keep going and they adjust and they survive and, and you go into adults, it's the same thing. And a lot of times the things that we go through, 
they come out in different ways and oftentimes prevent us from really being able to be our best because uh, it just it has not been addressed. I, I like to use a lot of metaphors and analogies. It's just how my brain works. And you know, I, I think about a, a machine, um, which is also an amazing creation by people, um, how you know, if you think of a, a well-made machine and um, if that machine undergoes some sort of damage because of an outside source, the machine may work. Now, it's not like a human creation, but let's just say this machine has some auto function involved in it. And with machine learning, that's not so far off. But let's say this machine has some, some function that allows it to correct or heal itself in some way, at least temporarily so that it continues to function um, and doesn't break down. But with the expectation that eventually someone's going to be able to come in and address the damage and fix it completely. And so if you think of this machine continuing to function essentially at less than 100% or even 80 or so percent and so on and so forth, and, and it, over time that, that kind of grows, and so eventually the machine is not going to be able to really do what it was designed to do um, more the, the longer things go until the, the problem areas are addressed. And I believe that, you know, our, our human selves are very much the same way. When we are young, um, we can keep going and we can continue to, to do what needs to be done. But essentially, over time, it takes its toll, especially as we get into our adult life and, and things transition and change. So it's, it's interesting. We, we woke up this morning, all of us, and the thought on my mind was, well, one, I was so thankful for health. You know, health is something that is very easy to take for granted. And, you know, I've, I've had my own journey where I have struggled with inner, inner and outer and emotional and mental and all of that um, uh, struggles um, and pain. And, you know, trying to raise a family and work and, and do purpose is really hard whenever you can't even get out of bed in the morning. Um, or your body is just not working with you. It's it's a very heartbreaking feeling, and so I've I've been there, um, you know, feeling like I, I have more work to do or things to do, and and just unable to do it. That is that is not a good feeling. And I woke up this morning remembering um, some of the times where I was struggling physically, struggling emotionally or mentally or even spiritually, and how much it hurt and. Um, and then also to, to receive relief, to receive healing. I mean, one of the best, in my opinion, for me at least, one of the best feelings I can say that I have experienced is the feeling of relief after being in pain uh, for an extended period of time. And so I, when you forget what pain feels like when you're not experiencing it sometimes. So I just woke up this morning, and in my prayer time, I was thanking God for health, that I am not waking up. Um, struggling to get out of bed or struggling to feel okay um, and that the family is also all well and that includes even our animals and just very thankful for that and um, and as I thought about that I, I thought about some of the other you know, people that I know and things that you hear about people you know under the weight and the struggle of of all sorts of things and I just you know had just praying and saying you know is there anything that I can do or if there is anything I can do um, that would help because I had received so much help. I would love to do it, and that kind of got my, my my wheels turning, you know. And I was like, you know, I could at least do a podcast, um, speaking on this. And so here we are, extraordinary, your extraordinary path, part three, 
speaking about, you know, just addressing, kind of addressing the home front, you know, our bodies, ourselves. Um, during my coaching um, education, I had the honor and pleasure to meet so many different people that were experts in this field with so many different research from neuroscience to um, psychologists and doctorates and stuff like that. And, and um, many of those things really stuck with me. Um, and what it, what it really comes down to, especially with coaching, um, for people to kind of move forward, because it really all comes down to let's take action. And, and that can be a, a struggle. I've been there, you know, to really move forward and take consistent action in the areas that you really want movement in. And, you know, people will hire a coach oftentimes to kind of help them get unstuck to, uh, to, to get things done. And it's been very effective for very many people on the coaching process, especially the inquiry-based, solution-focused um, processes. And um, one such person was developing a program that um, I think they, they, they let out that kind of got me to thinking. And also it goes into kind of my, my, my biblical learning and where God has me as well. And the thought is, is I mean, the, the first um, commandment in the New Testament when Jesus was asked which ones are the greatest or which ones are the best commandments, um, and he said the first one is love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. And then the next one is love your neighbor as, your, as yourself. And he said that everything that, that we could do or be your commandments flow from just those two. So if you can do those two effectively, then you'll have your bases covered, essentially. Which is very simplified and very nice. <laughs> but when you think about that, you know, in terms of, of uh, how we actually walk and live and, and practice and, and uh, what that actually means, um, is it talks about the very main areas of who we are. It talks about our mental state, it talks about our emotional state, it talks about our, our spiritual state and our physical state. And if, you know, I know for me, um, I found that there was lots of struggles and things needed to be handled in every single one of those areas and how can I function optimally? How can the machine work if um, parts of it are, are damaged? How can I focus? How can my body do what it needs to do? How can I feel uh, joyful or motivated? Um, and my spirit strong if these areas aren't quite right. And so I kind of set off on a journey a few years ago to, to look into to bringing some healing in that. And that's not something that I could have done alone. I, I needed lots of help and prayer and outside fellowship and just all kinds of things that God used to really help me on along this journey. Um, and what I would encourage you all as you're listening to this to think about if you're ready, and this really comes down to when one is ready, and you know when you're ready. I mean, I spent many, many decades just kind of, you know, going with it, enduring, <laughs> putting things off, and I woke up one day, and, and I had kind of a lightning strike moment that was like, no, you can't do life like this anymore. And so I think we all, you know, have that moment, and when we do, we know it. And when, we, when we're there, this is kind of where we go. So this is really for people that are, that are feeling that pull, that there's more, that they, they need to do more, and that they're ready to, to, to move into that area. And so this is part three of uh, Your Extraordinary Path. And it's you know, getting, getting things in working order, um, getting things in, in healing order. And I can really speak more from my experience and pray that it will encourage you 
um, to kind of do your own search and your own understanding of, of what you need. But if you were to get a piece of paper or write this down in these areas, um, heart, mind, soul, body. And you were to just take stock, like just go almost do a systems check on those areas um, in a time where you can really be able to sit down and, and, and just do a check-in. You know, how are those areas doing? Where would you like them to be? Where are they? And they're in, interconnected. There's a, a really amazing program that I ran into that discusses this, or that discusses actually, specifically for them, it's, you know, the body. So getting the body healthy um, and understanding that it's not just getting the body healthy, but what is your, your mental and your emotional and your, your essentially soul state around the body. So there's some people who struggle um, with body image issues. And so that's not just a physical um, problem, but it's also a possibly an emotional or mental one as well, depending on what causes it. Uh, people who have had eating disorders or, or um, struggle under the, under the um, dieting um, and all that. And I've heard a lot of these different stories as well. And a lot of it does come down to, to motivation, to where your mind and your heart and your soul are. And a lot of people are brokenhearted in that area. And the industry definitely um, can take advantage of that. Not everything, but there are a lot of things out there that take advantage of people's very strong desire to to um, be healthier and it addresses the body but it doesn't really address the mind or the heart or where the soul might be when it comes to to this area. So that's just an example of how they're not disconnected. These areas are all definitely connected in, in what we're doing and oftentimes um, in coaching you'll see people are saying, well why can't I take action, 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 action? And um, motivation is, is a real struggle. You know, feeling the energy and the willpower and the excitement to actually take a step forward and that often comes from what's what's going on with the heart what's going on with the mind um and um and the soul it has a lot to do with whether we take action or not and i have been there <laughs> i'd say you know i i have not actually struggled with action and 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 when i look at my lifetime i i have been able to jump up and do things but whenever, you know, it all came to a head, and it does, um, there was a time where I could not even get myself out of the bed. Like, I was under the bed and could not fit. And I wanted to get out. That's, there were times where I didn't. But there, I wanted to get up, but I just couldn't. It's the weirdest feeling in the world. Um, I, I liken it to, to what depression also can feel like, and I've been a little bit down that road as well. Um, I kind of see it as being in a jail cell and the doors open and you know you can leave but you just can't seem to get up and leave it's 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 a very strange feeling and it is not comfortable um, and anyone struggling under under that is I, I i empathize i've been there as well and a lot of times it, it's that's all those areas we talked about those four areas um, are affected when it comes to that and so back to my prayer this morning is if there is anything that I can do, and I'm one person that I, I can pray about it, is there anything I, if there is anything I can do um, to put something out there that would free people um, from, from the whatever it is that is shackling them, then I would be so happy uh, to do it. And 
So um, there's more I, I, I would like to one day do, but this is kind of where we are right now, um, is, is here, and I'm asking God to kind of lead this. So we've talked about these four areas, doing a, a self-check, a systems check into, you know, what is going on there, and, and, and where is it? And I'm going to say <laughs> that um, oftentimes this is going to bring up, you know, what your childhood has been like, and, and your formable, formidable years, as well as even in college, areas of transition in your life, whether it's um, transitioning from uh, living at home uh, with your parents to moving out on your own, transitioning from school to work, transitioning from single to being married, transitioning from um, not having children to having children, transitioning from um, working to retiring, transitioning from having your children at home to being empty nesters. Any transitional point in your life, and it goes even further back as, as children as well, um, there are a lot more transitional points, and you know, not, a lot of them may not be top of mind, but it's usually in those transitional points where we tend to neglect giving ourselves the opportunity or the space for transition that ends up um, creating things that don't really come up until later. They're very latent responses, which makes them very hard to find and to address because... Um, you know, let's say, I know for me, um, we took in my brother's children uh, for an, kind of an unknown period of time, very unexpectedly, because God literally called me to do it. And sure enough, months after he told me that we might do it, they, they came and stayed with us, and they were very young. Um, they were infants, both of them, four months and about 14 or 17 months old when they came to, to stay with us, and we didn't know how long they were going to stay, and we didn't have children yet, and um, we were very newly married, like less than a year married when all of this happened, and I had just started my business, um, but I was definitely obedient to that, you know, not even really knowing the situation. We, we, I didn't really know what was going on. Before that, I just was told that I might, we might, you know, be doing that. And um, that ended up being about a year. And after that, I'm thinking, oh, I'm just going to go back <laughs> to the way it was before. I get back to the business. You know, I was probably out all the time, very social. And I, I mean, that's when I had my depression period. And it hit me. It was so strange because I didn't necessarily feel sad that they were gone. I mean, I was glad to help. And I was kind of on duty, if you will. Like, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. God is helping me do this. Um, and when he tells me I'm done doing this, then I'll go back to what I was doing. And so it was like, afterwards, it was like a bunch of bricks just kind of sat on top of me, and I just could not pick them up. And I'm like, my strength was gone, and my willpower was gone. I spent a lot of days on the couch watching TV, having a hard time doing anything for a good while, actually. And so that's just an example. You know, I, I wasn't aware that I was going to need some transition. Uh, another way to look at this, and it's something that I, I kind of, another analogy or metaphor, um, but people who dive, and I, I don't dive, it's just something that I understand, I suppose. And I don't even know why I do. But um, it seems to have helped as others when I've used it as a metaphor. But um, divers, people who deep sea dive, um, oftentimes when they're coming up, if they come up too quickly or um, everything, the, the pressure changes um, when the deeper you dive um, and then also coming back up. And that pressure change can um, affect your, um, I believe it's the, the oxygen in your blood, um, affect your body essentially in a certain way. And you've looked this up to see the, the specific uh, sciences behind it. But essentially, 
um, many will need to go into a pressure chamber to transition from um, diving so that when they are back into their regular um, pressure and gravity and all of that um, environment, that it's not going to make them sick. And so I feel like that's kind of very similar to what it's like when we're doing transitions, is that when we're under the weight of a bunch of pressure, when our, when our environment changes, we need some time to essentially reacclimate to normal or, um, you know, the day-to-day -day or different pressure changes so that we're able to adjust and not get unwell. And because it's latent responses, oftentimes, if we don't take that time of transition and we're wondering six months later, why are we feeling or reacting this way? It sometimes it's hard to understand or know why um, because of the time in between. So um, as you're looking at these four things on your list, um, thinking about it, praying about it, um, figuring out you know, what, what's coming up for you, um, what are some things that can be addressed? Um, what kind of healing do you need? Uh, these are some areas that that might really be helpful. Where, where are some areas that you didn't really take that time to transition, um, or the time to to take time out for yourself? Um, and then from that, you can kind of start figuring out what you'd like to do to take that time. Um, there's so many different things you can do, and and you only will really know what would be best for you. Um, you know, some people will go will hire a coach. Some people will go and uh, speak to. Um, a therapist, or uh, we'll, we'll go and see a doctor. I mean, there's so many different things that, that you can do. Um, what I did, you know, was, was a bit, you know, um, what I did, and it was, it was good for me. Um, but what I found was my body was just not right, my mind was not right, um, and, um, and the limiting beliefs, I and mean, that's also the other thing that kind of can be difficult for us. For me, I had heard, especially after having children, from many people, that um, mommy brain doesn't go away, and oh, it's okay that you're tired because you have children. And you know, sometimes you just say, okay, well, you know, that kind of makes me feel better, so I'm gonna take that and, and just go with it. <laughs> but it did not help, and I was like, you know, I don't wanna just take that and go with it, because although I love being uh, a parent and, um, and, and doing, I love it, um, I also love business, I also love community, I also love, serving and so I, I would talk to God and I'd say okay um, do I need to just pick one and put the others to rest until a certain time and I was okay with doing that for a while that is what I did and when I had my earth-shaking lightning moment um, and God <laughs> met me and he said no he says I, I do not mean for you to shut off the other areas of who you are just to focus on one um, that is not what my plan is. My plan is for you to do all of them in balance with each other. And so when I started really understanding that and looking at the condition of myself, I noticed that there were areas that needed to be addressed that hadn't been addressed. Um, my, especially my physical body, I had not been taking very good care of it, and it was starting to break down on me. Um, problems I had never had before were arising, and... I was having a hard time. I mean, and the thing is, my willpower had risen, which was wonderful. I felt motivated. I had all these, I had felt smarter, and all these ideas had come up more than I'd ever had felt before, but I just couldn't get my body to cooperate. It was quite frustrating. I remember spending the day with the children, 
And then when they'd go to bed, I'd say, okay, I'm going to go take care of all these things. Now they're asleep. And I'd sit down and I literally could not keep my eyes open. Like they, like I'm like open eyes and they were like, no, we're going to sleep. So I was like, well, how can I, I'm like, God, how can I do this? Like, Lord, you're, you're saying I can do it, but I can't do it. And, um, the journey he took me on was getting my body in order, um, but not doing it by itself. Um, inviting him to do it with me and um, listening to him. And it's interesting because for me, my journey to healing started um, by him telling me to contact my neighbor. <laughs> he said, you need to call her and she has some stuff that she was telling you about and you need to ask her about it again. And so that obedient step that I took I mean, opened up a whole, <laughs> a whole thing that I did not expect. And it didn't just take care of me physically. Like that's where, um, I, I saw that I was supposed to be coaching. That is where I started getting, seeing that I was not using my gifts, that I was wasting away, um, under the, under, under misconceptions about who I was supposed to be. Um, and just more and more getting poured into. And so it was like not only was one area being uplifted, they all were being uplifted simultaneously. And I was starting to feel so much better. I remember it was actually a, um, a, some pro- a product that my neighbor um, was, uh, had a business that, where she was selling these products. And, and we've all heard that, right, before. But this is, this is the path God told me personally to, to walk. And oftentimes he has his reasons, and I definitely see them looking back. That, um, but I will say for me and my specific direction and what was assigned for me to do, I, I was like, I had a brain fog I didn't even know I had, and it lifted. It was like, I can think. Oh, my goodness. It's like back to that relief, right? I didn't know I was in a haze until I was out of the haze. I can't even remember, and I'm so thankful, and that fog, oh my goodness, and I think a lot of us probably are in it at some point or another, but for me, it lifted, and I just started feeling myself again, and my brain, I didn't realize, gosh, how much that had been under attack, my mind, and my abilities, um, and what I was capable of, um, I just, I did not know. And so as those things were healing and my motivation was coming back, my zeal, my energy, my willpower, um, my heart, which still was a bit broken, uh, but was starting to, to do some healing because it was starting to understand what I was going through. And and glad to see that, you know, some things were getting better. A lot of times, at least for me, when my body's not well, my heart um, gets a bit more broken um, because of it. It's like it's grieving my body or grieving the struggle that I'm going through. And so, um, so that was starting to get better and I was starting to get more attentive, more, more aware of things, dreaming, that's a whole other (laughs) conversation, um, more, um, things like I did a little bit when I was a child and, uh, just seeing clearly. And, um, this was coming into a year after, you know, our, my my lightning strike or what I've been calling this wilderness season started, and uh, I, I found that, um, that I had purpose, that, that I needed to find my purpose, and it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, oftentimes, we, we assume, you know, because of, you know, just the way our, our world works and what's going on is, you know, when we're, when we're spouses and parents and, 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 and have careers, um, that, that, you know, we have to kind of prioritize 
certain things and um, put other things on the back burner. And I was, I thought that too. And for me, I was told that that is actually not the case. And I think a lot of people feel unfulfilled because they're putting their purposes, and they don't realize this, but they're putting their purposes on the back burner um, to do what they think they're supposed to do first. I, I, I think about when we're children, I don't know if you guys were like this, but um, sometimes, you know, when, when you're eating your food, when you're a child, you'll tend to eat the stuff that is not your favorite and save what is your favorite for last. <laughs> and I wonder if we take that into our adult lives when it comes to the things that we choose to do. We do the things that we are less enthusiastic about um, to wait for the thing that we are enthusiastic about. Thing is, in our adult life, oftentimes we never get to the thing that we're enthusiastic about and and we put it off, we put it off, put it off. And so um, during this journey for me, I started seeing um, the options and the possibilities to do it all in tandem. You know, I know that sounds like it might be a lot, but you'd be surprised how much energy you have when you're doing what you love to do. And, and maybe there's something to that, that when you give yourself permission to do something that you want to do or you've always wanted to do, I'm wondering how much energy and joy does it give you in order to do the other things that maybe you're less enthusiastic about. Maybe you become more enthusiastic about it because you've just completely filled yourself with joyful a joyful experience and something that's just makes you feel like you are expressing yourself as you've been created to be There's something very powerful in that and um, I have not had an opportunity to test that out with others other than myself but those of you who are listening right now I'd love to to know how that works if, if that's something that you feel pulled like if you hear me talking and you're burning inside and you're feeling it and 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 you're you're excited then maybe that means that that is telling you that like, find that thing you can even ask like just what's that thing that i that i've always wanted to do and see the first thing that pops into your mind and no matter how crazy it is or how unreachable it seems to be i encourage you to try to run it down because you'd be surprised what you'd come and find up um find out that you can do um if you're meant to do it. And, and I'm telling you, like, doors will open. I have had it happen. I have had it happen. <laughs> um, and I've seen it in uh, um, everything. And I've seen, like, the, the time that you need will open up. Just things open up when we, we start doing the things that, that we feel pulled to do. And the other amazing things is that as these doors are opening up, doors that you don't even expect will open up. I know when I started feeling better and coaching opened up, well, that's one thing I was not looking for. And I did not expect I was doing event planning, and I did not expect to add any any other things to what I did for uh, for the business. And not only did coaching open up, but a whole bunch of other things opened up as I stepped into doing more of what I enjoyed and loved doing. Um, and the other thing was taking care of myself. I was putting that off, um, doing like things that I thought that oh, it didn't really matter, like like getting my hair done or. Um, doing something that, that would be healthy for my, my, my outer body. Um, there were times where I was like, well, that's not really necessary. Or I could do it for myself at home. But when I started doing more, and it's interesting because I, I found myself in a situation where that stuff just became available to me. I wasn't really even looking for it. But when I gave myself permission to essentially pamper myself um, without feeling bad about it, not only did I start feeling amazing, um, I found that I had more energy, more love, more patience, more really good things to put back into my life, put into the 
the family to put into whatever it is I was supposed to be doing. So back to our list. So we have our list. We are asking ourselves what are some areas that um, in, in this list that we would like to see improved. What are some areas, I didn't say this, but what are some areas that we like about ourselves? What are some of the strengths that we have? Um, and we look into what are some of the things that we, we'd love to do and, and, and walk in, in that direction. And let me just go back to say, um, as a part of walking your extraordinary path, we talked about um, in a previous podcast that everyone has their own special design path, and it varies um, from person to person. No one can walk it for you. There is no natural, like, there's no time clock act now. There's no rush. Um, each person is meant to walk their path when they're ready to walk it, as well as um, sometimes we, we get stopped on that path and, and we, we, we need to sit down. <laughs> sometimes we get stuck. Sometimes, I mean, many things happen. Um, in this particular uh, installment uh, for walking extraordinary path is meant to, to kind of be maybe a bit of a sit down and action step when it comes to that because... It's, it's almost like going internal and doing a systems check, doing, doing maintenance. You know, when you do maintenance, you've got to kind of shut things down for a little bit so that you can see what needs to happen and, and tune it up. And, you know, I know when we think about maintenance, it's things that we, we really want to skip it. We want to skip it. Like, well, it's working okay. Let's just keep going. Thing is, is if we don't maintenance, then it gets broken, and it's a whole lot more to deal with at that point. So maybe we need to get used to allowing ourselves to take that maintenance time, uh, whether that is resting, um, crafting, and taking like, something thoughtful um, that allows you to really do a systems check, to slow down. Um, our society is definitely a, a go, go, go. And um, there was a time, and remember I said I had no problem jumping and going places where I, I felt the need to just take a break from college and go out of the country. <laughs> so I did, I, I literally just went in a very short period of time with little planning time. I took myself to Europe with no plan and no, no, knowing no one there. And I was there for, I didn't know how long I was gonna be there either. And I was there for, ended up being six months. When I was there, it was a very simple, for me, everybody's different, but for me, it was a very simple lifestyle in a way that was good. Like, I, I didn't feel like I, I had to rush. I didn't feel like um, I was missing out on anything. Um, I really took it day to day. I was working at a bar, um, meeting people on a regular basis there um, as a bartender. Uh, and it was, it was just a, it was a very different existence. And I remember waking up knowing it was time for me to come home and, and coming back. And, and when I was assessing just the two different styles of life, and looking how it is here, which I, I enjoy kind of the go-go, <laughs> um, being back here, but realizing that, gosh, to make that space um, to, to be settled and be peaceful, and so uh, learning how to find a balance between the two, like to go and sit at a cafe for four hours, <laughs> um, just enjoying the sounds, the birds, the wind, sitting there, people, and, and being appreciative, and so... You know, learning when and how to slow down and, and really uh, feel peace has been uh, amazing. Uh, I learned that. I'm thankful to have learned that as young as I did um, and um, to bring that into um, other areas of life. And so that being said, that it's very easy to get caught up in the go, 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 fix it later until you have no choice and it's broken. Um, 
And so if we could get into that habit of doing that maintenance, so looking at those four areas, seeing where we're at, taking a minute, doing something quite enjoyable for yourself, um, pouring back into yourself, you know, to the machine, um, to your body, to your to yourself as a whole, so that uh, when you're ready to get up and keep going, you feel refreshed, you feel like your tank is full, and you can keep going with whatever's going to come next. And that's the other thing on that path. You're going to come against resistance points um, in many different forms, and I mentioned that in one of the other Extraordinary Path um, podcasts. When your tank is full and you're refreshed and you have your energy, it makes it so much easier to address resistance when you come up to it and to even think through how to deal with it because not every resistance point is going to have the same solution to go with it. And having that patience and having that that time so that you have that uh, is extremely beneficial whenever you take the time to do that. So my goal, my goal is for... Whoever's led to listen to this, and there's a lot of prayer involved, and I pray that you just receive some supernatural something from when you're done listening or while you're listening, because I am just a person just like you, nobody, (laughs) Um, that loves, that loves and would love to see um, my brothers and sisters around the world just feel better, feel better, because what an attack, I mean, if if you think about every single person on this planet having a uniquely designed purpose to do something great in this world, whatever that may be, and great things don't necessarily have to mean celebrity type things where everybody knows about it. A great thing could be feeding somebody around the corner um, and that, that feeding that person allows that person to, to be able to do more in their lives or for their family. That is a great thing. Um, even if nobody else knows about it. Great things come in all sizes. So, um, I mean, just if you're laying up in bed not feeling well, then how are you going to have the energy to get up and find food and feed someone else? So my, um, my prayer, my goal is that this installment of the Extraordinary Zone, um, you're walking your extraordinary path, would open up something for you, um, something. Only God knows what that would be. Uh, but that as you're hearing this, you're, you're hearing something, you're feeling something, you're hearing something repeated that, that gives you some sort of clue towards how you personally can feel better. Because it's different for different people. And what I will say that is so needed, and this is something that everyone would need, is community, good community, not just any community. Good community. There is a scripture, and it is what I love about, especially, I mean, all of it is great. But when Jesus walked to the earth and, and did his teachings, one of my favorite things about what he did when he was teaching is he simplified so many things that had gotten overly complex. <laughs> um, for those who were hungry for just truth, hungry for teaching. And one of the things he mentioned is that either we gather or we scatter. The kingdom divided against itself will not stand. And when you think about that, it's very simple. When you think about that, when you think about your community, even yourself within your community, and community is also family, when you think about where you are or any single person in your life, you can ask yourself, let's say self, are my actions right now or my thoughts right now, am I gathering, am I bringing together 
or am I dividing? Am I separating? Am I scattering people? Is what I'm doing building someone up or is what I'm doing tearing someone down? And it's not just a person. Am I building up my community? Am I building up um, even a building or am I tearing it down? And so we can, if we choose to, look at every single area in our lives on the people in our lives, and we can ask this question. And so when I'm going back to, to community, whatever community you're in or community you're trying to build, I know a lot of it is virtual these days, but community is still community. It finds, <laughs> like that movie says, it finds a way. <laughs> um, community is community, and I think that, that that's something people are a lot more hungry for now than ever. And so... Um, when you look at your community and, and you're, you want to feel better, then it's important to make sure that you and those around you are actually building up and um, gathering and, um, and wanting to, to, there you go, bearing good fruit. That's one of my other favorite things <laughs> about um, Jesus' teaching. It's like, are we bearing good fruit? Is our root system good? And what's amazing, and I've been here and I've seen it, is that even if we, we, we find ourselves scattering, if we find ourselves um, with our root system, not so great. If we're not bearing good fruit, oftentimes it's because we've been hurt. Oftentimes it's because we've been through trauma, we've been through things, and we don't really realize or know um, what to do about that. And so it's not meant to condemn um, if you find that even, you know, for a moment or for a time or whichever that you, that, that you might feel like, well, gosh, you know, I, I actually have been scattering. Um, it's an opportunity. It's not, you know, condemnation. It is an opportunity. An opportunity, if, if you choose and if you're ready, to, to see what, what it looks like, what gathering looks like on you. It's like trying on some new clothes. What does gathering look like on me? And, and you know, seeing what that looks like and, and, um, and trying something different. It's amazing. If you're still here, you can try something different. And, and that's wonderful. And, and the people who, who love you, even strangers, will welcome it. Gosh, you'd be surprised at the extent of forgiveness and love and love of people um, is capable. It's a very powerful thing. And, and I just wish to empower all of you um, and myself and whomever um, to, to not be discouraged um, in any way, um, but to see everything as an, an opportunity because you're here, you're breathing, you're, you're listening to this right now, your blood's pumping. You might not be feeling the best. Gosh, but, you know, it's an opportunity to, to, to hear what it is that you can do so that you can step towards better, step towards feeling better. And with all the virtual stuff that's out there, all of the uh, connectivity we can do with, with minimal movement right now, um, there's things that we can do to serve. And gosh, one of the best ways to start feeling good, and you might not feel like doing it, is to, to find somebody and serve them. Um, and gosh, it doesn't have to be complex, it doesn't have to be complicated, but just to selflessly, selflessly, <laughs> um, serve someone genuinely just you know and, and I feel like with that if you look it will pop into mind what that could be for you that could be fixing a meal and taking it to a neighbor um, that could be um, if you know you're not leaving the home if you're staying home or if you're social distancing right now um, it could be having a care package delivered um, to someone who who you'd like to deliver it to um, so there's so many different things. We are all very creative people and can put our own personal touches on it. But I will tell you, serving someone genuinely um, definitely puts back into those four items that, that I mentioned. It helps bring you 
more towards uh, feeling better and, and it opens up more possibilities for the things that you can do to feel better. So, mind, heart, soul, body. How are those things going with you? Take some time on a regular basis to check in and seek towards feeling better. If you're thinking that you're running a race or you're starting to run a race, or, or, you know, visualize it, that you're, you're at the starting line or maybe you're in the midst of your race and you've kind of quit. <laughs> um, look at the finish line as feeling better. You don't even have to define what that means exactly at first. Um, but I believe that everyone, to some extent, wants to feel better in some way. So if you're ready to find that, you know, and, but don't, don't make it some huge thing that you're going to beat yourself up about because you didn't make it to that. Make it something simple as I'd like to get up in the morning and do X. Um, and, or, you know, something that just would bring you towards feeling better and keep it simple, sweeties. <laughs> There's another way you could say that, but I prefer that one to, um, to most things. And that actually reminds me is another motivator, another thing that can be very helpful um, is if you look at an area you're interested in and, and find a documentary or a book or something or docu-drama on a person or a, a life of a person that uh, would motivate you. I know I've spent a lot of time these last couple of years um, seeking that. I uh, actually the person who was his. I don't think she came up with it, but um, but she said it. Uh, Corey Tenboom. Her story is amazing. Um, if we think we've been through some things, um, her story. Her. I mean, I get a bit teary eyed just even thinking about it. But I have been so motivated and inspired by. Um, watching and listening to stories. You can actually Google her and find her on YouTube speaking. Um, she's passed long, long since. Um, but her, her teachings, that's what I love about one of the great things about technology. You can listen and see her teach and talk about her experience in real life um, on, on YouTube, on videos there. And what an amazing story. Highly recommend it. Um, another person that is just, my heart swells when I watch um his story is george Mueller, amazing um story of a man who through faith and prayer only essentially <laughs> opened up a bunch of orphanages and took care of like 20 30 40 50,000 orphans and traveled all over the place so um in, in his later years so this just to see what people what people like one person Obviously, you know, this person needs people in, in, in their faith and God to get to, to do amazing things. But this is one person um, that, that was used, that God used to do life-changing things for thousands, tens and twenties and thirties of thousands of, of orphans. So um, these are just two people that I have come across. But um, it can be very inspiring and motivating and towards fulfilling like those four areas that I mentioned um, it builds up those areas. It, it builds up the motivation of, gosh, if one person can do this with all these tragedies that happen to them, then what can I do? And I'm one person. And what can I do if I inspire other people around me and we get together and do, do things together? So 
many of us inspired and, and together can, can change the world So for the better. So I just, I love you, whoever you are listening. God loves you. Um, you have a beautiful purpose set before you. And, and like I said, it's not condemning. It is an opportunity. And I, I just, I pray you feel that love and, and you feel that purpose. And when you are done listening to this, this is another thing that I do just want to encourage because sometimes we can go to a motivational speaker or go to a motivational event for like even to, for two days and feel like I'm on top of the world. <laughs> and then you go home, it's like reentry and you're like, what? And you feel worse than when you got there. <laughs> Like I just listened to all these motivational talks and I'm home and I feel like junky and horrible. Why? It's so weird. It's like a re-entry. Like your your um your endorphins are all up at this event and you come home and you're like, what next? So um my goal as well is to leave you all with any of these podcasts with some sort of um uh, motivation so that even after you turn this off and you go to do whatever you're going to do in the day, that it goes with you, that it doesn't stop when this stops, because I am just a messenger. Um, I'm just like you, and um, what comes through us is not anything that is of the natural. And so I, my prayer is, is that you take this with you and that you can keep it, um, and you don't need me, you don't need this to keep going, but that you have something in you that grows um, like I said, from the supernatural, from from what is in you, from what has, from who has created you, to be able to grow that and maybe even inspire someone else and so on and so forth. So take this with you. Know that you are capable. You don't need me. You don't need um, a motivational speaker in order to do what you are designed to do. We're just supposed to encourage and remind each other. So my prayer is, is that you have a wonderful, glorious day, motivated, ready, and you just are able to start doing what you're supposed to do um, and walking that path joyfully. So join me, opt out. <laughs> and yes, you are absolutely extraordinary and you are loved.